0: So my father contracted COVID-19 at the end of January on his birthday and had died by the end of February whilst flying home to the UK during a a flight transfer in Frankfurt. I tested positive and so I got shipped off to a quarantine hotel for 15 days. So the funeral was delayed. I managed to scrape a flight into London that arrived the evening before the funeral. I raced for the last train to get back to the north of England and got home for 11 o'clock at night, the night before the funeral. So I had a lot of time during the quarantine to put some words together to say at his funeral. And I would like my first podcast to be a recording of this. Here goes. Since our first breath. My father is here. He's with us in this room. He's standing next to me now, and sitting next to you. He's outside appreciating the sunlight. He's in the canteen sipping on some coffee, and at home waiting for us to return. He is so happy right now, seeing the faces and shirts, hearing the prayers living the memories. We've got loved ones here over the internet and with us here in spirit. And he is beside each and every one of us, beaming with pride, soaking up the love and admiration. He is such a formidable force, a gentleman, a friendly face, His character dominates. His presence dominates. When he's with people who he likes, loves, respects or admires, he comes to life. He's always been an outgoing soul to everyone he's met. Always cracking jokes or laughing about something. Rarely taking things seriously or worrying about things that were out of his control. He never argued, nor fell out with anyone. He hated conflict and loved life, both at home and at work. He's been on the buses for most of his adult life. I'm now starting to wonder if my love for the city, for the bus station, for the people, only actually exists because I've spent my entire life viewing it through my dad's lens, his positive energy beaming through all this time. I used to live with him on the buses. We all did. I'd join him on routes, have grannies, offer me money, tag along on private hire for Morris Dancer groups and all sorts. In later years until recently, joining him, my sisters and his wife on the Preston bus day trips. Anytime I fundraised for charity, dad would make a point to get donations. Drivers not even knowing me, throwing change into his metaphorical bucket which I take more as an indicator of the respect they had for their colleague, my dad. As a fully grown adult, even now, I cannot emphasise the joy I would feel meeting him on his lunch break or seeing him drive past in a bus in town. He was such a beam of light. It's fair to say... He mixed his personal and work-life balance pretty well. The love of his life working by his side for the last two decades meant his workplace wasn't the typical prison sentence some of us might feel our workplaces to be. Add to the mix the friendships he'd formed over the years, the support he'd given to colleagues and management, the laughs and banter he'd have in the canteen, often overclaiming yet another win on the Bandits. Dad always signed up for overtime, in part so he could enjoy eagerly awaited five-star holidays, even ordering limousines to drive him and us to the airport from his Brookfield terraced house. He loved seeking the most luxurious resorts in the most luxurious locations for him and his wife and those of us who were able to join He worked hard and played hard, driving the buses till midnight or waking at 4am. I won't lie, I never understood how he did it and it was difficult to see at times and we would have open, honest conversations about his lifestyle, his finances, the future, his health and he embraced and appreciated those conversations but still would pretty much carry on as normal. An example... His wife would make him the most beautiful, healthiest of salads for lunch. Seriously gorgeous salads. But then a few hours later, we'd be going out for dinner where he would devour multiple portions of garlic bread and cheese, half a roast chicken with pork ribs on the side, extra onion rings and why not more garlic bread, all washed down with three pints of Pepsi Max, followed up with a sharing Sunday for four, usually enjoyed, only me and him he was a funny funny guy there was a very heartfelt and sincere side to him too something all of us will have had first-hand experience of moments where he'd gone out of his way to do something potentially only small but significant enough to remind us of how big his heart was his auntie and his wife, both of whom he absolutely doted on, are probably two of the most recent recipients of such affection. But for all of us, Dad was caring when there were problems and for me, always knew exactly what to say and what to do. This warm-hearted demeanour, along with his chilled outlook, has undoubtedly shaped my life. Doing what makes you happy getting out there and living, not worrying too much. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I like to think I did tell you more than enough times, dad, but I do love you so much. And I'm so proud of you and your life and your relationship. And I'm so incredibly in love with my life because of you. And I know you were proud of me too, proud of all of us and that you loved all of us and our partners as well. Anyone that we loved, he loved and would welcome into his home like his own. I can only imagine the pride there would have been on his face at my brother's wedding. But I saw firsthand we all would have, how happy he would get, how excited he would be about the different elements of all our lives. Our passions were his passions. He loved my writing, which is why I was so determined to do this today. He embodies love. He personifies devotion and emits enthusiasm. A stranger to no one, a friendly face to all. Scientifically, I am half of him. 23 of the chromosomes that make me who I am are identical to his. Darren is half of him, Louise and Marie half of him. Genetically, we are half the man who once stood before us and I take great comfort and pride in that. His love for life and refusal to fear things out of his control could sadly be a factor as to why we are here now. He refused to spend the last 12 months living in fear, nor subscribing to panic, very much adopting the attitude of what will be will be. He lived his life, he loved his life, and he would have hated to have spent it isolated in a room. (sighs) Hindsight can obviously create a whole range of alternate scenarios now, but he would hate for anyone to feel any guilt or regret or feelings of shudder-wood-a-cudders. As he might say, it is what it is. One source of comfort I do have is that he and his wife went into hospital together hand in hand and that he chose to go to sleep and that he wasn't in too much pain and that from his perspective he fully expected to wake up and as difficult and as heartbreaking as all of this is I am so filled with joy even now just thinking about him and talking about him. He has been and will continue to be such a light in so many of our lives. For me, my sisters and my brother, he has literally been by our sides since our first breath. For his adopted family later in his life, more than 20 years. For my mum, nearly 50. My aunties, his equally warm-hearted, beautiful, fabulous sisters and their gorgeous auntie, what their entire lives together. Of course, it isn't just about the length of time that any of us might have known him. It's about the moments, the memories, the gestures of goodwill, the shared experiences, Indeed, there'll be people who he spent a minimal amount of time with who he could have had an equally profound impact on. There'll be people who might not even know his name, who might not even know any of this has happened. Who'll one day realise that they've not seen that friendly, funny, sarcastic driver for a while and wonder where he's gone. For us, the impact he's had, these bonds don't disappear simply because he isn't physically beside us. They can or will live through us. Spiritual connections are such an overwhelming source of strength and he'll be walking beside us all for as long as we need or want him to. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll be part of all our future memories. Watching new grandchildren be born, watching his current grandchildren grow, watching the rest of us fall in love and marry the loves of our lives watching out to see who will now start pocketing the money from the canteen bandit. The magnitude of his character is such that just thinking about him will bring him right back into the room with us. Like now, he is here with us in this room. He's standing next to me, sitting next to you. He's outside appreciating the sunlight. He's in the canteen sipping on his coffee and at home waiting for us to return. He will forever be a part of us. Dad, loving husband, brother, grandfather, friend, uncle, colleague, nephew and son, forever part of all our lives.